Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy Good podcast was always better. Chris, weird question. Do you ever get this after a gig where you're really hungry and you have to like makeshift a meal from like a local supermarket or somewhere near to a train station? Yes, very often. Why? Because- because like last night, I don't know if I'm ashamed or proud of this. I went into a Sainsbury's in Birchington and there was literally nothing left in the Sainsbury's. And I ended up buying Marmite cheese and a packet of squares. And on the platform, kind of just put the cheese in between the squares and ate it like a really weird meal. I, I felt like so, it was weird. I felt really good about life, but at the same time, terrifically low. Yes, I was like that last Thursday, coming back from Feel Good Comedy Club. I always go through the vending machine and eat the chilli Doritos. You've got food at home. Why are you eating now? You could just wait like an hour and then you can get home and have dinner. You could wait an hour, but let me say this. No food tastes better than when it's been eaten on a train. There should be a restaurant that is on the railway. You could call it the railway restaurant where they just serve food on the track. It would be magical. It would be magical. Do you know what else was magical? The Feel Good Comedy Club. What? It was really good. It's full of people. Oh, was it? It was an amazing venue that was outside. The best. It didn't rain. Please come. Right next to the theatre. Oh, no, that's... Isn't that old cinema adverts? <laughs> oh, is this my friend Pearl and Dean who have turned up all of a sudden? Let's all go to the lobby. What? Let's all go to the lobby. The lo- that's, that, <laughs> that's American, isn't it? That's not in... England. I think I've only seen it on The Simpsons, which is how I learned. Yeah, most of my culture comes from The Simpsons. Good lads at The Simpsons. Great bunch of lads. So uh, when's the next uh, feel-good comedy coming? 26th of May. 
At half past seven, oh. for some reason, because they want us to be finished by ten. Oh, perfect stuff. Well, I bet you've got a great MC for that night. We have. But he couldn't turn up, so we got you instead. Uh, it's me. I'm, I'm taking me. And I'm taking it's you on the bill as well. I am on the bill, but I'm a secret extra because I'm not actually going to be on the poster. Well, wow, a secret extra that is Mr. Chris Barnes. What are you going to do? Have you got a new app lined up? No, of course I haven't. I'm going to do the same old shit I normally do. That's what we like to hear. So if you are about on May the 26th and listening to these podcasts, made you think, I wonder what their comedy is like live. I wonder what they can do. Then you can come and see us live. And uh, it's £15 uh, suggested donation. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, if you put coins in it, it ruins the bottom of the pot. So you have to put money in. It scratches it. Scratches it. Real money, real money. Notes. Adam's got his Edinburgh Passer ready or ready to go, haven't you? I've got it. I've got it. It's over there. No, no stabs or anything like that. We don't want to collect stuff. No green shield stabs because uh, I've acquired quite a lot recently for a practical joke that went a little bit wrong, but more from that later. Uh, I now have four books of green shield stabs. Someone put a badge in my Edinburgh box. Oh, was it a nice badge? What was on the badge? Uh, it was like a devil on it. And then also an old man tried to give me some sweets, which is in broad daylight, as we know. I enjoyed your show. I haven't got any money. Would you like these sweets? Yes, okay. That's basically what, what we're going to buy with it anyway. Uh, Harry Bows, I think. Oh, mate, that's a solid sweet, though. Like, if it would have been like Werther's Original or some shit like that. Pay the comedians in Harry Bows. Pay them. Yeah, but, but like, this is it. Like, was it Tang Fast Sticks? It wasn't, no. Oh, fuck him then. <laughs> Not worth it. Oh, worth it. Starbucks. I can't remember what it was. Was it, was it, oh man, gummy bears? Gummy bears is an odd one because I always like them when I eat them, but I never go for a gummy bear. If you could pick any Harry Bow, where'd you go to first? The, the Tantastics. Fantastic. Have you found, like, in old age, they're tasting a bit too sour now? But yeah. sometimes I have salt and vinegar crisps just to punish myself. It's like, no, you could have a cheese and onion from the back, but no, have a little bit of an endurance test and try and eat the salt and vinegar. I don't mind how does, them. How does salt and vinegar crisps punish you? Well, I'm not a big fan of them. They're like the bounty of the Chris world of the packet of the selection pack. But that's I, think, oh, I, think, I think you're wrong. I think salt and vinegar are the best crisps. I think cheese and onion are bland as fuck. You're listening to Small Screen Crisps on... <laughs> Yep, where each week we go through crisps from the 90s and review them out of 90. Starting off with skips. So you're joking, but I'm thinking this might be a possible thing that might happen with the spin-off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird departure. <laughs> like completely going off TV. Let's just review the ads they had in the 90s. Space Invaders. Oh, they were good, man. They were literally doing it now. Yeah, they were good though. Yeah, we need to let's start the show. Right, strap yourself in, put your key in the car, and rev it, rev it, rev it up. Yeah, <laughs> Don't bring a vicar with you. We're in the nineties. You can't just press the button to open the door. You have to take the actual key in and turn it. And wide down your window because it's a hot day. Because oh, you're listening to. Small. Can, uh, if you are listening to this like, and you can't see what's going on, 
Chris was joining in with the movement of winding down a window. Like it was Agadoo. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was enjoying the movement of you, the... Well, do you know what? We're, we're having a good time. Do you know what? It's... And you're about to have a good time. Because it's small. It's the closest thing I've got to being Chris Akabusi. Is that the closest thing you've got? <laughs> so, this is small. Screen. 90s. We're doing it for everything now, are we? Yeah, we are. These days are hard. <laughs> Go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Small Screen 90s, where me and Chris Barnes here review every show from the 90s out of 90. And this week, this week, let me tell you, you beautiful people, we have four of possibly the most creative shows from the 90s. Why are you shaking your head? Well, one of them isn't. Oh, I was so going to hide my cut. I'm going to hide my, um, what's, the, what's the word? thing <laughs> expression my uh, light under a bushel for a little bit longer but i can't keep it in my story gary bushel yeah you were gonna hide your light under gary bushel chris what's the first show of the week the first show of the week might be the greatest show ever it's euro trash yes. No, it's not. It's shit. It's awful. I hated it. Did, what episode do you watch? Because there's a few clips that really made no sense. The one I watched of where they dressed a man up as a Smurf and sent him to Disneyland and he got thrown out for, dressed up, for being dressed up as a Smurf. See, now, if I'd watched the episode, I would have enjoyed it more. No, they went to Gayland to meet the director of Gay Film. Well, <laughs> that, that's... Uh... Different times the 90s, let's point it out there as well. Very different times. And there was a man dressed as a penguin. And a man dressed as a penguin. The worst thing that ever happened in Eurotrash was like growing up in the 90s, there was no internet. So if you were uh, at that time a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old, it was the only real place you could go for boobs. And I used to record it onto video. And I like to keep my videos like stored very well. And I wrote ET on it just to make sure I knew where it was. And I didn't know that my dad thought it was the film ET. So uh, yeah, I got I got like probably one of the biggest biggest telling offs I've ever had. But do you not think about calling it something else? I don't know, like I thought I was being teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't want to confuse myself, and then accidentally watched the wrong thing. He was furious. I reckon he just really liked ET. Thought he found it, and then uh, got boob. It's literally, right. literally over there. I've got some videos, and uh, I would want them to get it converted into DVD, or even that's out of date now. In just to see what's on them, but I'm too scared because I don't can't remember what is on them. 
do you think little Chris had a bit of fun time with her back in the nineties, and you're a bit worried? I, I don't know. I it might be quite innocent things on there, but I don't want to take it to snappy snaps and then going, oh hello sir, something for the weekend. I seem like you've recorded a uh, Schindler's Pitch. <laughs> So you weren't a fan of Euro Trash? No, there were too many penises in it for a start. Too many penises. There we go. How could you too watch it for penis. the ladies? There were too much penis in it. And I hated the voiceovers because they weren't funny. Apparently, Davina McCall did the voiceover for the, the characters in Series 1, which is, like, the most interesting thing in my episode. Must have watched the wrong episode, then. I want to see a Smurf being kicked out. Well, the Smurf was quite funny because, like, generally they seemed angry at him for walking around Disneyland in a non-Disney character. Sister uh, Bendy? Yeah, I didn't see Sister Bendy, but that's a great name. Plastic Bert? I can't even remember who that was. This was also backed by Richard Branson's Virgin Company. The irony. Branson pulled some wise moves, didn't he, in the 90s, like that Euro trash Virgin Cola, which I stand by being the best tasting cola that was ever out there. Sadly, can't get it anymore. Virgin Radio. He even even uh, decided to make his own sort of country, didn't he? The Virgin Islands. That's it. Uh-huh. The Virgin <laughs> Islands. Hey, hey. Oh, do you know what? That is that class, mate. It's not a class. I was... minute I said it, I was just embarrassed by it. I know. But I quite like to draw attention to it because I can see your face. So I'd have liked a man with a big weapon. Oh, yeah, there was a lady that was trying to encourage the Russian army to um, get involved because um, they've had some bad rap at the moment and in the 90s. So it only went better, didn't it? Yeah, they, they evened themselves out as the years went by. The whole Russians really chilled the fuck out for a bit. All right. Did you find it funny? Not really. Well, the, only the idea of them putting the Smurf in Disneyland, but it weren't. It wasn't laugh out loud funny. I thought, well, that's funny. And I put the Smurf in, in Disneyland, I, and I think they threw him out because he just looked crap. I don't know if it was legal reasons that they had to say, because I think when they're doing the talking, when they're sort of going, oh, I really wanted to do this, they have to say what the actual person's saying, because it does sound like that. They can't change it. That might have been a rule. If it was, then fine. But I was like, you could have come up with funnier things to say. Yeah. Oh, oh, you got a big weapon. Well, I think. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird thing to do. Like Matt Berry's one of the characters on it as well. One of the voiceovers. Like later on. Is he? Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've definitely watched the wrong series. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which uh, I, I believe happened to be that episode of Toast in London later on. Toast of London, not Toast in London. Oh, the man has gone to Gayland to see the director of gay porn. See, it's even, it's better straight away. Yeah, well, uh, everything's the, great in Matt Berry's Lula, Lula Ferrari, the lady with the massive uh, uh, personality, was on it. And uh, Anton, is it? And that man uh, who's always John on Paul it. John Paul Gaultier. That's it, John Paul Gaultier. What, what, what the hell did he do after it? What did Nothing. John Paul Gaultier go on to do? He just stayed at home. He didn't have another series after Euro Trash. <laughs> but he just turned up, wouldn't he, every week? Not that I watched it every week. I remember thinking at the time, this, there's better things I could watch it. Yeah, not that you had it on Video Plus or anything like that, just ready to go. Well, if I look at those tapes, maybe I've got the whole series left on. <laughs> I, I, I would, you need to get those tapes put onto DVD. 
and watch it back and find out you've just recorded four series of Finders Keepers. I remember this was, used to be a thing with Jasper Carrot when he was on trial and they showed him old clips. And just before it started, some German stuff came on with ladies and uh, my dad looked very, uh, very worried after that. <laughs> How did that get on there? <laughs> Wait. Mum, why does this come up at the beginning? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why I think it comes up at the beginning. <laughs> why does Jasper Carrot insist on this every performance? <laughs> no, I really didn't like it. I want to give it zero. Do you want to give it zero? Like, I don't want I... to mark it. I can't mark. cannot be marked. Because you think, no, oh, Trevor Feelgood, oh, he likes a bit of, oh, hey, ladies. There's a difference between me and Trevor, and I hated it. <laughs> was like I wouldn't turn off by uh, it. They maybe got me in a bad mood. I say new rule for this. New rule. I reckon both of us are entitled to free pass cards. And if any time one of us plays it, it, it doesn't enter the list. Oh. What's I'll have it on the list just with zero next to it. Well I don't, I don't, oh, I don't right, mind if do you want to give it I don't mind if you want to give it a score. Well I was gonna probably give it about ten. All right. Well I'll I'll agree with ten. I was we don't have to put it on the list. That could be space for something else, like Williams Wish Wellingtons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but Williams Wish Wellingtons will not be kicked off because we didn't put Euro Trash on. Yeah, but not, what, a certain number of places. Zero. Put it on with zero. <laughs> All right, we're going to lock it in in zero. Lock it in. Oh, lock it in. It's not really locked in, is it? Because it didn't get anything. No, no, zero. No, that is. The lowest scoring show, and as a teenager, would have been the high. But then again, like you never watched it for the story, or oh, I best watch tonight's Euro Trash. I uh, they go to a sex colony. Go and watch Sex Sector on Bravo instead. Yeah, well, not all of us had it. <laughs> it's basically the, the same thing, just with American, um, the adult industry. <laughs> Do you remember, not- like? In the early days of Channel 5, and when things like, when they were like really struggling for programs, a show called The Blue Door Review, where it was just reviews of like porn films at midnight. And it would be like this googly eyed guy just stood there talking about all these <laughs> porn films and like, like the history of it. It was such a weird thing. Like, like it was like an art form. No, I don't review. remember The Blue Door. <laughs> I need to find it. I hope it's not something I just conjured up in my head. But yeah, the I hope it's someone from the nineties, so we can do it. It might be naughty. I'll write it down. Blue door review. Yeah, someone gave me a long list of shows we could do, and most of them are unusable. Airwolf, that's eighties. Airwolf. um, I can't remember what the other ones were. Anyway, should we get on some good good stuff? Apart from that shit, everything else was good this week. I thought. Oh, was that the one you didn't like? I'll That's the one you like. You really have <laughs> held that well. I was going to hold it back and then at the end go, it was rubbish, but I thought, no, I just can't keep it in. Well, right. what's next on our list? Next up on the list of the small screen 90s list that uh, has got lots of things on it, even though we are going to put the wellies on, is Bodger and Badger. say watching it before i go into how great it was how shit is that badger puppet a, a little Literally, bit yeah. a little a little bit 
<laughs> like it's always done even moved properly. Oh, don't know. Don't be dishing the badger. Uh, and, uh, and also, it brought back so many fond memories because I was in a band called The Mash, and originally we were going to be called Hello Mousy because the guitarist Steve sounds exactly like Badger from Roger and Badger, but it, he didn't want us to do it. But then we were called The Mash, so we found out in the end. Hang on. Where are you going? When I was little, my I wanted a Garfield that was dressed like a policeman. Yes. I wanted this so badly. <laughs> I wanted it. And then it turned out you couldn't take the helmet off. So I was annoyed because I thought you'd be able to change his outfit. But on the other hand, my brother was given a toy that he's still got to this day. And the toy is called Mousy, <laughs> which I reckon was named. If the viewers can't see, I'm holding up a, a mouse in uh LGBT plus dungarees, red, and um, so I reckon that's where you got the name from. When I watched it this week, I was like, oh, I think I, I, I know where the name came from now. And he's kept it longer than Garfield did. That's crazy. Also, the eyes look very similar to Badger's eyes. They do, but they don't go around. They're plastic. They, they don't. They, he don't talk like that, don't I like that they never try to hide the fact that uh, Bodger was working him. Oh, the one I watched was, oh, we're going to wash some clothes. Oh, I'm just behind this tumble dryer. Look, come on, yeah, 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 yeah. Badger, come over the top. And like, the thing though, I did have a little giggle when he put in all the things that needed to be cleaned, including the teapots and stuff. <laughs> but I do think he overdid it with how much he liked mashed potato. Watching it back, it was a bit too much. The idea of him going like, oh, well, we haven't got any washing up liquid. Oh, the best thing to put in here is mashed potato. Oh, uh, I've got nothing to wipe my ass with. The only thing I'm going to use is mashed potato. Oh, the walls appear to be falling down. Oh, luckily I've got some mashed potato. Oh, my wife has left me and I can't see the kids ever again. Luckily I can solve this with some mashed potato. I think you used that arc a bit <laughs> too much. But we're doing some Googling. Uh, badgers do like mashed potato, apparently. They, they don't. I don't they don't do. eat like mice. No, no, no. It said, it said on several sites that they do enjoy some mashed potato, which ruined yeah, my but... argument, which was going to be don't oh. feed it mashed potato. Yeah, but I'm not having that because like, working with that logic, badgers could enjoy Terry's chocolate oranges. Badgers <laughs> could enjoy like a massive pizza. I don't think that's something like in the wild, a badger's not opening a tin of smash. That's, that's, that's bollocks. What happens is he goes to a local outlet and where there's a spud you like and stands at the window and they throw potato. That, that's what badgers do, is it? That's what badgers do. I, where, who's, what idiot has put that on the internet, that badgers like mashed potato? It's not one of their food groups, is it? It's probably That's the equivalent of saying a lion is a big fan of a big tasty. Yeah, if it's given the big tasty, it would be. <laughs> but, like, do you know what? It's not one of its major food groups. That is true. If you give most animals food, that is going to be their favourite food because they don't care. They don't really... <laughs> my dog my dog ate his own sick this week, so... Uh, and let's just say, after that sentence, it's great you don't put on any CBBC shows. But, watching it, no offence, but I was getting uh, AMJ and Dave the Elephant vibes. 
from Bodger and Badger. Well, uh, it's quite watching it back. I did propose to a certain TV channel very early on, but no one needs to know this about a show where me and Dave go and find a different job every week. And the first one is in a custard factory. And noticing I've slagged off mashed potato quite solidly on this, I've realised that's exactly what I had ripped off. So uh, <laughs> I take it all back. Uh, oh, this Simon, whose real name yeah. is Andy. I don't know why they changed that for. There's no real reason why you change it. Andy to Simon's the equivalent from Malcolm to Dean. Yeah, it's like no different. He's died recently and he was a legend. So I thought I'd bring that up just to bring the tone down. Oh, yeah, they did Walter in the Face. Always got to do Walter in the Face on the kids' show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic gag. Oh, what Uh, is not working? Oh, don't turn it on. One of the oldest yet greatest gags ever. I like that one episode. Badger was uh, doing his own cooking show. Guess what he was cooking? I'm not even going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things he said, well... A risotto? A cu- risotto. A mashed potato-based risotto. Using only a cucumber and an orange. I'm going to show you. And some mashed potato. I'm going to show you how to make a perfect model of Noel Edmonds. And that really made me laugh because it made no sense but I loved it. Uh, it. The mouse, the mouse was really irritated. And that is possibly the worst TV puppet I've ever seen. It's literally someone's just pulled the fluff out of a, a mouse toy. <laughs> what, it's what, shit. The, one that, the one that's on the floor now. Yeah, the one that's on the, it looks terrible. Well, that was, a, that's a solid mouse that you've got there, but that mouse. Uh, they were in the laundrette and, uh, the bloke said he's trying to get my bra off. That made me laugh. I I, I preferred it. I preferred it more than Sooty and Co. I know. I know. Yeah, but but for like every episode of Bodger and Badger, it would never be as good as when Sweet's family come to visit. What and, and they're all? It turns out they're all wolves, and he's like, "You're a doctor." No, that's the wrong show. <laughs> they're all wolves, and they all love Bash because everybody knows this. Uh, a sweeper, if you give him a, a risotto, he will eat it. Stupid oh, bloody oh, internet. You you just Google it afterwards. They do like potato. Yeah, but that's not their main food. Like it's I'm not arguing with you over Padgers liking mashed potato. We've got bigger things to get on with right now. Overall, what did you think? I really liked it. I used to like it when I was little and I liked it now. It did make me laugh. I yeah. Do you know what? It, it did bring a little bit of a smile, even though the use of mash was a bit too much. And it never looks like mash either. That's the thing. It, it looked more like slime than it did mash. And that kind of annoyed me. The consistency was all over the place with it. No well, wonder his, his eyes are like that, because he's probably <laughs> shitting himself every two minutes with the consistency of that mashed potato. I remember watching at school with the wrong trousers or one of the Wallace and Gromit ones with the potato gun and people laughing in the back row. And it's like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> dirty potato lovers. What what do you want to give it? What score? 65. 60 fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> going on. Go, we normally gonna, agree. Oh man, I was gonna go 35. Oh. Well, no, 40. 40. <laughs> Let's go 40. You happy with 40? Not really. <laughs> I'll go 45, but I won't go any higher. 
right. So let's lock it in. Yeah, locked in at 45, Bodger and Badger. And now, now we're on to the good stuff, people. It's how to. How does a dog keep its cool? How can you make shoes out of paper? How can you have a thunderstorm indoors? For women, of it. Now, you can't mark this no, highly. Just, just no, you can't mark this highly just because Fred's in it. <laughs> yeah, bloody well can. No, you can't. No. You, you, are just... you suggested that I would mark something high just because legend, not only local TV legend, but absolute legend of the TV world, Fred Dynish is in it. Yes, you've just marked I... down Bodger. I'm not over this with the Fred Dynage. Well, they need to get Dynage involved then. Maybe have a few extra points. Have you watched Meridian TV since he's left? His replacement oh. is he's not a match on him. Nah. And he never will be. No. Can I just say as well, I had a great conversation with my agent after I uh, put up that picture of Fred Dynage after he left Meridian TV and like 10 people messaged me to see if he had passed away. And she messaged me to tell me that I shouldn't do that because he's got connections with the Greys. He has. He does, he does documentaries for Britbox. <laughs> but it was just such a ring around like one. I've not said he's died. So I've made no like, mention of him dying at all. But yeah, to, to be careful because the craze, they'll be after him. They, they won't have a word said against him. I love him. I think he's great. Where I watched it, beforehand was Shane Ritchie doing an advert for Daz, which you can't get any more 90s than that. I saw him in Greece. Did you? Have I told you this before that my friend... Great little holiday you had. <laughs> my friend said that he, he he was in the toilet at the theatre and Shane Ritchie was next to him and and uh, afterwards I thought he'd be backstage, wouldn't he? They've got a toilet backstage. Why would he be out in the... I believed yeah. him for a while. Get. They, they don't just go. You don't just come off and go. Do you know what? I really need a wee. I'm going to queue up with the 80 people waiting for the toilet. Yeah, Ian yeah. Biggington. Yeah, I, I don't believe her anymore. Call it out, I Biggington. Are you? I'm going to bring up some things. We're going to flash forward. It was called How to because it was a rejuvenation of the original How, uh, but it's come back recently with Fred, uh, which we're all happy with. But it's just called How. So I don't know if we're on a prequel to How 2 at the moment or what's going on, because in theory it should be How 3. Yeah, well, I've done that. Maybe because it's been so long ago now people wouldn't remember the original, so they're thinking, sod it, just call it what it used to be called. But who's, like, and the thing is, like, they've kept him in as kind of, he's head of How HQ. Yes. And they, they, they dress him up like an old granddad, which is just, just, just what, a is story. Does it, it turn into the goodies? And it's not far off. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Hey. 
I loved it watching it back. I love Gareth as well. Like that guy should have been on TV a bit more. I don't think we ever got enough Gareth in the nineties. And Carol Vorderman, like she was absolutely brilliant. And they explained stuff. And do you know what I like? They made things fun. Fun. What happened in the episode you watched? The episode I watched, they explained how uh, you could uh, beat gravity with a little ring that Gareth had. Also, uh, they showed three Russian dolls, and they were all the same size, but by using lines and symmetry, they looked bigger, but they were all the same. And Fred did a little magic trick involving uh, matchsticks. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, but uh, he was really good. He had, a, he had one up his sleeves. So when he was moving the boxes, he was shaking that one, and those ones looked empty. Oh, was there no end to that man's talent? There is, is there no, no end to that man's no talent. no end. Is no end. I'm not going through that shit again. <laughs> the Vorderman showed you how a speed camera worked. Yeah. Because kids really want to know about that, don't they? I will be honest, some of the things on later episodes were things that I don't think kids have ever questioned. Patricia the snail that lived in the country, and then they introduced some more snails, but then they wouldn't get rid of the those snails, so they got some more snails. And then at the end, they got uh, some worms in. So it was basically the old lady that swallowed a fly. So they, they probably got more snails now than they used to. Yeah. Did, so. did, did the Howl team do that to a small country? Just No, but they brought them on it. very close to each other. And I thought, you better be careful just in case they don't go, and go across a bit of paper and have a go. You at don't want other. it kicking off, do you? You don't want to see no. that on TV. Snail fights. Uh, they there was a, win prizes. There was a glass blower, but for some reason they called it a glass maker. I said, this is Meridian news for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Meridian News has never been that, that solid. There has not been a show as good as that since three minutes. Oh, and there's not, there's one thing at the end I forgot about was the data blast, which was basically everything you've just watched, but then you could pause yes. it on your VCR. Yeah, because this is so pre internet. <laughs> if you wanted any information, you had to then record it and watch it by pausing the pages individually. On a VCR, that and calling it a data blast. Oh, he, man. Said it, 
he said it so quickly, like, oh, if if you're um, if you want to see everything that was in the show this week, now I'm pretty sure VCR now. So there is people thinking that they've got the VCR ready to go. Yeah. You might have to put one in and press it down and and you've got to get it back on. Do you reckon anyone did that the day to blast? Maybe, if there was something they <laughs> really liked but they didn't but also <laughs> If you've recorded the show, why would you need the data block? I think it was just extra information. Also, I feel bad for the intern who had to type up all that bloody data blast. Explain. <laughs> 30 sheets later of explaining how Dynage did the older matchbox trick. How Dynage did it. How did oh, Dynage do it? There was a magic trick with a bottle, and I was going to do it on here, but then that would make no sense whatsoever because no one would see it. Basically, he, Gareth made a bottle disappear. Oh, did he now? He didn't. He wrapped it up in newspaper and sort of tipped it, and he just fell in his lap and then chatted and then flattened it, pretending it had gone. I love so, the way he suggested that. Like It wasn't real magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to get in the magic circle, is he? Because he didn't, he didn't keep the secret. Maybe that's where he went. Maybe he ended up in the, the magic circle. They, they kicked Mullen out of the magic circle, didn't they? Several times. Yeah. Also, why do they walk... To the table at the beginning. I don't know. It's it's the nineties band. People are probably all it's killed. Sort of up. like oh, we've come we've come here now to discuss things that you might be interested in. Let's all sit at this table. My dinage has probably had a few lines before. Stop I talking about dinage. There were other people in it apart from dinage. <laughs> there wasn't anyone else in it. It was. It, it wasn't been, just the dinage show. It have just been called D for dinage. Come on, dinage for dinage. Dial D for dining. <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much about dining. I feel we're opening old wounds here. We're very close to a game show I did that didn't work. So, if you cut dining out, yeah, would you would you have enjoyed it as much? Don't 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 do this. No, of course I fucking wouldn't. No one would. I will put it out. Gareth was very good, and so was Borderman, and I think they were really upbeat in it. You know when you watch a bit of TV and think they generally enjoy being there? Because working as a kid's host and in those, you, you can tell when someone hates every single minute of it, but they did seem to be like, oh yeah, this is this is a good show to be on. Uh, I'll be honest, as a kid, I never really watched it, but it came on, uh, go and watch CBBC. Uh, <laughs> this is a confession. It is a confession. It's one of those shows where, oh, not how. Oh. So you've only liked it recently because you uh, fell under the spell it. of the dynage. Yeah, that man is a legend. And I think in this industry, we don't hold our legends high enough. So how to, how to, not the how prequel or the original how, what would you, Chris, Ian, Barnes, Give it out of 90. CBI. Uh, um, CBI. I, without dynage, I'd give it 10. Yeah, but luckily we don't live in the multiverse. We had dynage <laughs> in. What do you give it? Are you saying that in the parallel universe there is a whole two show with no dynage? Yeah, it's got Fred Dibner in it instead of <laughs> just chimney bass backs. He's blowing down the. Um, I would give it fifty-five. I, I, do you know what? I think if we went fifty, 
because I enjoyed it now, but I hated it in the 90s. I just felt like those teachers trying to be too cool. You know, those teachers trying to speak yeah. to the youth and educate <clears> them. <throat> I wouldn't know because of the school I went to, but I'm sure... Hey, guys. Hey, guys, uh, maybe we could talk about Shakespeare, yeah? Maybe, maybe read some of it and live a bit... I don't know. You, clearly, I didn't have any of those teachers. I just had teachers who were... I had a drama teacher that, because he used to wear sandals, we used to call him Jesus Creepers. <laughs> I bet he loved that. And, and Bullbag Bailey. Well, I don't know why Mr. Bailey was called Bullbag Bailey. He had a massive bullbag. He was actually, uh, he actually collected the footballs in and he had a genuine uh, massive bullbag. People, the, the other kids used to yell down the corridor at lunchtime and go, bullbag, and then run off. That was the height of entertainment in the North School. There was one teacher who for some reason we just called him Mandy and like if he was if he, <laughs> he was walking down the corridor <clears throat> the whole room would go Mandy Mandy and this one time he lost his shit and chased us all around the store it was amazing and then uh, I left and my brother found out about this and started it again and then he left and my younger brother found out about this. <laughs> and started again. This is like Russian dolls, oh. but each one is the same size, both all called Morrison, that come in each time and say Mandy. Mandy. Oh, there was a few incidents. We put a condom over his exhaust pipe at the end. Bless him. <laughs> like, like, but we're not into talking about that. This is descending into chaos. Uh, what are we going to give this? <laughs> 50. Well, we, we did that bit. Oh, did we lock it sorry. in? No, we didn't lock it in. Let's lock it in. I think, I think we need to edit something using like 19 voices. Let, like, you know what I mean? Just saying the let's. Oh, lock you're not going to make me go trawl through 90 shows just to find people saying lock oh no I would I would expect you to do that but if you did want to let's get Dave <laughs> Dave, Dave Benson Phillips to say it hello I'm Sir Patrick Stewart you're listening to small screen 90s let's lock it in no we, we just go on cameo and speak to Dynage <laughs> is he on cameo I don't I, I reckon like we can get hold of Dynage somehow I'll put that on my to-do list. Someone must know him. You said your agent knows him. Well, she knows of him. Like, I think she was oh. too scared to, to get to know Dynage after the craze incident, uh, which takes us to our final show. It <laughs> it's is. not like that. <laughs> How would you rather I started? Well, not mentioning the, the craze and Fred Dynage and This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you love to create some bread dining, here's a show that also airs on ITV, Baywatch.
I'm going to be honest, listening to the theme tune back, they go a bit overboard at one point with the piano, doesn't it? It's almost like he's forgotten the notes and he's trying to find his way back round it. And then he finds it back again. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is my time to shine. Oh, hang on, it's a theme tune. Let's get it down to one minute. Because of that, they had to add three extra characters. This probably was the greatest hour of drama I've ever watched. Did you watch the full hour? Yes, I watched the alligator episode. Yes! Yes, boy! That's the Isn't only one it? I watched. Right. I uh, I watched the clip, the, the end clip of the alligator episode, which, if no one's seen it, turn this off, watch it on YouTube, because it's the best four and a half minutes you'll ever see. All I'm going to say is David Hasselhoff, alligator fighting underwater what <laughs> Where, then they wrap the... then they wrap okay. his nose up don't they with them um, tape and go there he is we've got him well they tie him up at the end and walk him out like he's a dog on a leash and they just hand him to some random person i got really worried then that i thought there was more than one alligator episode and i'd watch the wrong one i i the problem is with baywatch is there are so many sea-based monsters and stuff. Uh, there's a sad episode with the shark that kills one of the lifeguards and drags them away. Uh, there's also the incident with the Australian where they go into uh, HQ and find a snake in the locker and everyone's panicked for about 30 seconds and then he goes, oh, it's mine and just takes it away. And uh, oh, what's the other thing? Also, lifeguards. These are very serious lifeguards. Like, when I worked for a certain <clears throat> holiday park, uh, the lifeguards weren't like this. They didn't care at all. Like, all they wanted to do was go around and shag people. Not here. They generally cared about the people around the bay, the bay that they watched. Oh, I've got it now. I just, no, I just understood what that means. <laughs> even their receptionist was wearing swimwear indoors. Just in case. She wasn't just even caught... Well, just in case, what? Just in case there's a they need more than the five people are already outside. They need this receptionist who's been on the phone to come out and help them. Just in case the sea comes into the reception, you never know. The bloke got bitten by the alligator, and there was no blood when he first walked across. When he first walked across, there was literally no blood on his leg, and then there was a little bit of behind his leg, and they took him to um, the hospital, which I thought barely cut it. It's not, <laughs> I couldn't even get enough prosthetics on it. The highlight of this was David Hasselhoff with the alligator fighting it. And at one point, it was clearly a rubber alligator. And it has just his claw on his shoulder, like he's trying to give him a hug. <laughs> and like, I freeze framed it so many times. It was just the greatest fight. And then both of them. You don't see how they both wrestled an alligator, tied it up and walked it out of this game. But David Hasselhoff, say what you want about him, but that man puts everything into every role he's ever done. It was basically a small screen version of Jaws, wasn't it? I thought, well, how did it they get was. this idea of this thing being in the bay and attacking people from the bar? I think I watched this episode before I watched Jaws. Do you? Yeah. Why were there so many montages of there was going to be a competition where someone got put into a magazine and uh, 
there were two montages of what it would be like them being in a photo shoot. One in the middle and one at the end that went on for far too long. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Pam Randerson got chicken pox. I don't know how old she was. I don't know. I think there must be a legal, there must be, not legal, there must be a medical thing where you can't, you must be too old to get t- chicken pox. You can get like shingles though, can't you? Like the other chicken, I, I don't know. And that I, got out of the competition. I thought it was just random. It's like, oh, I've got chicken pox now. It's like, why? Oh, oh, because of the subplot. I understand. Get back I to understand. the alligator. Yeah, can we just point out the writers might not have been firing on all, all forms at that point. Bearing in mind the main plot was the wrestling an alligator. I don't think they're the type of people to research can adults get chicken pox. No. What's that saying? <laughs> there was a severe lack of blood as well. And like, even the shark episode I watched. Like, bearing in mind someone is being ripped to pieces by a great white shark, there wasn't any blood. Yeah, and most people were brought on, were not brought on for their acting, were they? No, they were brought on for their aesthetic, which is wrong. Bad. Bad Baywatch. Also, also after a while, I just forgot that. I'm just enjoying the plot. So that proves that I'm a lot older than I used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, I want to see what happens well, in the alligator. Nice. <laughs> well, also, the, the male lifeguards, they've got like a second co- uh, uniform they can put on, which is a t- is a shirt. The ladies haven't. They have to wear the same thing all the time. It's sexism. They should be able to have, just at least put a T-shirt on. Would you be that one lifeguard who phones up HR about this? I would. I'd be like this. Why is it they've got a, a um, secondary thing that they can wear? <laughs> but these are. You can tell you're getting old watching Baywatch because I was sat there going, oh, I wonder what their annual take home is. <laughs> I'm generally thinking, like, David Asheroff really is putting in some hours into that job. I think you're like, probably, probably for, for Well, you're not working the old summer, are you? So it's got to be less than like 18,000, I would have thought. Well, the English equivalent would be if they had some lifeguards at a swimming pool just watching people just falling in and out of the water and telling them to stop running and well, stop doing, doing bombs in the, in the swimming pool. You've been told once, come on, get out. There was a guy at my local swimming baths, I'm not going to name him, but he had a massive wang. And uh, they had to have a word with him to get him to wear baggier shorts because apparently he'd sit up there and it'd just be bulging from the trousers. Thank God he never had to save anyone. Quickly, oh my boy. No, not that. He was there for years, bless him. Have you ever seen a lifeguard at the beach in the UK? No. I don't think I have. I've seen lifeguard stations on many beaches. But now, and how many bloody lifeguards were there on this beach? Yeah, that, they're sort of there all year round, aren't they? Well, would you like lay some off over the winter? I'm just thinking, like, what would be the point? Because you, no one goes swimming in the winter, do they? No, only those people that do January swims in the cold. Them people. The Baywatch Them episode people. where someone gets attacked by a polar bear when they're really <laughs> would... a penguin. <laughs> But it was, it was sort of like the 
really bad but really good thing that I thought Euro Trash would be, and it wasn't. <laughs> this was this was so bizarre that it it just became better the more I kept watching. It was it was dire, but it it, it wasn't dire at all. Like it, 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 I don't know what it was. I now don't know if I enjoyed it or not. I think. Oh, that was it. That, Thirty minutes in, and until you actually see the crocodile, the sorry, the alligator. <laughs> the rest of that yeah. is just people going, "Oh, what was that?" And obviously, skull, stolen, stolen from Jaws because the shark didn't work in the original Jaws. So you just have nothing. Oh, there's an alligator. I remember in Thunderbirds when they wanted massive dinosaurs, so they just got baby. Um, crocodiles to walk along next to the puppets <laughs> ending they were massive can i just point out as well i remember like this episode for many reasons like watching it on a saturday afternoon and i also remember it was the first time i heard my dad swear because when it finished he generally said to himself and you know when parents talk to themselves and don't think the kids are listening went well that was a load of old shit so we always have that memory. And it's one of those things from my childhood. That that episode of just David Hasselhoff we wrestling an alligator has really stuck with me. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode. I think the only reason I knew more about it was because of Friends and uh, Chandler and Jerry would talk about it all the time. That's how... Yeah. I, I think that's, this week is the first time I've ever watched a full episode. Would you, would you go back and watch them all on the brand new remastered Blu-ray that is available now? No, I don't think so. Who's doing that? Who's watching that? Like, because the internet now, get what you want. Also, the ending, the lady who's a receptionist, she wins the prize of being on the front cover. And they know this already. And then David Hasselhoff gets the magazine out and goes, oh, look, ha ha, she's on the front cover. And then... Uh, CJ throws it on the floor and goes, oh, no. And I was like, you knew that anyway. What was, what, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, we already knew this. Yeah. And they, they're all sort of laughing going, ah, she made the front cover. We, we know that. You've just said that about two minutes beforehand. And it doesn't work because she's not like an ugly person, though, is it? That's the thing. No, like, you know, no any of them. Could be on the front cover. No, why they thought CJ, CJ would be on the front cover. Oh, you with your perfect hair on the front cover. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I I thought it was good fun. I do I did think it was good fun, but more importantly, what what would Barnsley give it out of ninety? I would give it fifty. I think I'll give it 52. Have you seen the remake? Oh, you give it 52, will you? I'll give it 50 as well, not 52. Oh. As in <laughs> so let's... Lock. It. In. Have, have you seen the, the film? I have seen the film. And it's not as bonkers as the TV show was. <laughs> it wasn't bonkers enough. There's no alligators in it. There's no I, long... I don't, I don't want to know. There's not long montages of photo shoots that happened. I can't point this out enough. Twice. I'm trying to count how long it was. 
man. We've got the well, idea. I think maybe the episode was running a little bit too short, so they thought, hang on a minute, we're banging a montage in. Always, always a montage. That's what we do on this. Are we finishing? <laughs> yes. So thank you for listening to this week's edition of Small Screen 90s. Brought to you by no one, as we don't have a sponsor yet, but if you would like... Sill it bang. Sill it bang. This week's episode of Small Screen 90s was brought to you by Sill it bang. Bang. And the dirt is gone. So is Terry Scott. He's not doing it anymore, is he? He's not. Is it he's Tony Scott? Scott. No, Tony Scott's oh, the Barry film Scott, director. It? That's it, Barry Scott. I'm Barry Scott, and the sound man is off sick today. Uh, so, yeah, if you're listening... <laughs> That's how he this, got the job. I think it is. The sound man was off sick, and he was the loudest man who could Barry, project. can you speak loud? Yeah. Yes. Right. Funny go. Not only can I speak loud, I can clean. <laughs> Good old Barry Scott. So, uh, if you do want to advertise on this podcast... Please do. We'd accept almost anything. Is there anything you wouldn't accept, though, Chris? Like, if someone came to you and said, I want to advertise alligator handbags, would you be like, no? I'd be like, no. No. Uh, non-leather, please. I don't know where this is going. I don't know non-leather handbags. Is. I think we need to wrap it up. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Small Screen 90s. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now it's... How? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.